The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron. It's episode 64, I'm back from a jaunt away to Georgia and 64 in bingo terms. What do you think that means? We're off to Germany. No, 64 Red Raw. 64 Red Raw. You ever been Red Raw, Stephen? Mm, Not in a long time. So, Gordon Dale was in for me last week. He was. was He He was very good. I was sat in your seat. And I'm kind of glad to be back where I am because I kind of do these things like scripted things and reading things. It's not scripted. But you know what I mean? I just have sort of wee bullet points. Bullet points. And I'm not, I don't like bullet points. I mean, you sound way more professional than me when it comes to hosting the show. It's not hard. Uh, Gordon DL, though, unfortunately, um, when you recorded the podcast last week, his questionnaire from a newspaper back in the day it came to light it came to light it resurfaced if you haven't seen this it's amazing I'll just hold it up so it's one of these remember in the paper it used to be like a few questions for uh, a footballer what did you do in your, in, outside of football what were you doing in your life so it's a really strong start from Gordon DL what do you hate most in the game when I go to the baths to get rid of an injury, I can't swim. So everyone from wee kids to OAPs laugh at me. One more snigger and I'll swear I'll drown one of them. <laughs> and it continues along a similar theme. Uh, another one, which player do you hate playing against? Uh, Premier League defenders can't even get close to me, not unless they drag me off the subs bench. So it has to be a reserve keeper, Tom Carson. He plays outfield at fives and he's so fat you can't get the ball off him. <laughs> so it's just, honestly... Uh, there's part of me thinking though, is this real? He because it's I, it, like I like I like Daz. I think he's a, a top guy and he's funny. Yes, but I don't know if he's this funny. I messaged him about that mm-hmm. and he's kind of denying it. Now, John, you work on Super Scoreboards. You must have spoke to Daz about this. Is he denying this or is he taking ownership of it? No, he is. He's sort of denying it, but he's. Daz's motto is just deny, deny, deny. Yeah. So you, you don't I think know. it's true. I think it is true. So this is I. the kind of sort of stuff that Daz says on a day-by-day basis. What is the stupidest rule in the game? The games are played on Saturdays. If we played on Friday nights, we could go in the batter for two nights every weekend and save Saturdays <laughs> for golf and snooker. <laughs> like, that, that is something that Gordon DL would enjoy. What was it? But the one that I liked was about when he goes away to Aberdeen playing for Motherwell. Oh, yes. What, so what was that one? It was, uh, which side do you hate playing against? Aberdeen away. By the time I'm back in Motherwell on a Saturday night, I've lost three hours drinking time. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. That has to be him. It has to be him, even though even though he denies it, we think it's definitely true. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's getting hundreds and thousands of views all over uh, Twitter just now. People are absolutely loving it. Yeah, so uh, we'll post that out on our pages. Yes, we should. If you've missed it. If you've missed it. At Big Football, Scott. But yes, we are back together. It's good to be here. Yeah, see, before we get to the football, Mm -hmm. um, I do the breakfast show on Greatest Hits. Yes. And we've got, like, all these TV screens in the studio. And on one of the TV screens was Jeremy Vine. He does that show on Channel 5. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? He does, like, the talk show type thing. And when he goes into an ad break, he he asked this question. Oh, they do, like, little teaser questions. Right, yeah. Yeah, So there's, like, a wee teaser question that appeared on screen and had the three pictures of the three former presidents. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going, I want to know what the answer to that is. And I completely forgot to keep an eye on the screen. So I've got the question, but I don't have the answer. Go for it. So producer John, Stephen, and myself, we're now going to try and work out the answer to this question that was on the Jeremy Vine show. Which US president 
was born on this day in 1942. On this day, Monday, November the 20th, was it George Bush, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? It's Joe Biden. You're pretty confident with that. Have you heard already? No, because I know it's his birthday today. How? I just, I read something last week that it was his birthday. <laughs> like, Do you know, week. can you Google that for us, please, Producer John, just to make sure that, that The answer right. is Joe Biden. His is birthday, it Joe Biden? His birthday is November the 20th. Oh, we'll need to say happy birthday when he's ready to do the week two action. Exactly. Right? Oh. We'll need to say happy birthday. I've just realised it's all tied in. It's all tied in. So. I can't believe that. Jeremy Vine's a big fan of the big Scottish football podcast. That's what it is. The show. Jeremy Vine loves our League Two review and <laughs> the president will be joining us a little bit later on in the show eh, for all of that because there was a lot of league action at the weekend. Let's start, obviously, with Scotland, though, and we are going to Germany. Two oh, yeah. games eh, in the last week away against Georgia. Ended up 2-2. Um, I was there um, the atmosphere was absolutely tremendous it looked good on the telly the Georgian fans like it was a like 45,000 crowd there and obviously they've got nothing to play for um, but I tell you what the the guy that scored twice the wee boy that plays Manathalie <sighs> is unbelievable um, they, I, think, I think they're a technically good side so also I was reading Georgia have only lost one of their last 10 home matches Spain which is Spain, and they got they got battered. But they, I think it's something like they only lost three of the last 20. Yeah. And this is the first time that Scotland have ever picked up a point away against That's Georgia. That's right. We've had some really horrible results in Georgia so, that have cost us places in major tournaments. Like, I felt a wee bit sorry for the boy, actually, uh, who plays with Napoli, whose name I'm not going to say because I'm not entirely sure how you say it. Um, but I tell you what, um, he is a top, top player. Georgia might end up qualifying just because of him because they can still get into the playoffs, I'm sure. They are in the running for the playoffs depending on how other results go in the next few days. Um, I, I mean, the rest of the team is pretty garbage, but like, like he is, he's sensational. Yeah. Nathan Patterson would have been having nightmares after that game. Um, I thought he was he was really, really impressive. Atmosphere was great. Um, <laughs> there was a wee bit where the Scotland fans were. It was below the Georgia fans. So some Georgia fans decided to just start chucking stuff. My mate got hit by like a lighter and stuff like that as well. But the Georgian police, now, you would imagine Georgian police uh, have a pretty short fuse, and they do. So they just went wading into their home end and started... Into the the Georgian fans? Into the Georgian fans and started turfing them all out. So, um, yeah, it was a a really, really interesting... Was it a good turnout from Scotland in regards to the fans? Yeah, it was like 2,500, 3,000, something like that. Because it's it's not an easy place to get to because you've got to fly from Scotland and you've got to find a connecting flight from somewhere else in Europe. Well, we did Istanbul... Um, which and we had two nights in Istanbul on the way over, and then we also had a day trip to Armenia when we were in Georgia as well. Which is how far away from? About two hours south of Tbilisi, okay. um, and the only day trips that were available were monastery t- trips. So we went to see three really old churches in Armenia, and then we had it, it was like all lunches provided, and it was a traditional Armenian lunch. That's how they said it, and we didn't know it was actually at a woman's house in Armenia. We just stopped at this house. Just a punter. And they were like, can you come? And obviously she was expecting us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a bit weird if you just knocked on the I, door. You got any sandwiches? <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we were sitting in this woman's front room having lunch with all this like meat and stuff like that. What a bizarre experience. It was a very bizarre experience. Um, our, tour, our tour guide was a, a girl called Magda who was Georgian. Uh-huh. And then... 
on the way back up, she was like, do you mind if I put some music on the minibus? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she was like, I'll put some Georgian music on just so you can hear what it's like. And she was like, then I'll put some, you know, like Western music on. Uh -huh. I was like, right, okay. So there was at one point and I was like, how did I get myself in these situations? I've just been to see three monasteries in Armenia. I've stopped at lunch for some random Armenian woman uh -huh. sat in her front room and then we're hurtling up the motorway towards the Blitzy while Shares Believe is, <laughs> is booming out on, the, on this bizarre. minibus. Very bizarre. But Georgia, actually, the, the, the city to Blitzy is, is stunning. Like, I would, if you ever get the chance to go, go, because it's really, really nice. And Georgian wine is also excellent. I've actually heard a few fans who've been there in the past say it's really, really Cause, good. Because I think, like, most people would be like, you know, know. ex-Soviet and all the rest of it, but it's it's really nice. It's the same with uh, Lithuania, where I've been, and also to Estonia. Tallinn's beautiful, Nobody yeah. really thinks we're going to these places, but I've been there a couple of times, and I would highly recommend Vilnius. I would recommend... Talon, and you're obviously recommending Tbilisi as well. Is it Tbilisi yeah. or Tbilisa? Yeah, Tbilisi. Tbilisi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I might take you up on that little recommendation. We could go to that end of season tour to Tbilisi. We were thinking about doing Vegas and that's gone quiet. Yeah, so we could go, we could do Tbilisi instead. And it was warm <laughs> as well. Like it was like 22 degrees. Would you go back to D Tbilisi then? Mm -hmm. It's not yeah, one of those yeah, yeah. places that you've been to, you think, well, I don't need to go back there again. No, I, like... As, if, a, as if, a weekend break? As a weekend break. I mean, it's quite far away. Like it's... A long know, weekend break. Istanbul is four, four and a bit hours and then another couple of hours to get to Georgia. But um, yeah, I thought it was really nice. It was really cheap as well. So yeah, it was great. Food was great. People were great. Really and the nice. game was all right. And the game was all right. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know, I think it would have been a bit of a travesty had they won. We deserved something. We deserved that. Much, uh, particularly in the second half. And obviously Shanklin coming off the bench uh, took his chance. Um, and I thought I thought initially when I was watching it was McGinn that scored to begin with because McGinn was right next to him. I think yeah. McGinn was in front of him and Shanklin ghosted in at the back post there to get his header. And I thought the keeper should have done better. Yeah, aye, absolutely. Um, it's kind of straight at him. But again, great header. And that's what Shanklin does. He knows where the goal is. He's always going to get a header or a shot on target. And I thought we thoroughly deserved the draw at the end. I thought the first half we were a bit off it. Second half, as you say, much better. I think what we learned from that game, and I don't know if you agree with me here, Gilmore and McGregor, it's one or the other. Yes, I agree. I don't think they work well together. No. I, I I thought second half, McGregor took a hold of the game Aye. and started controlling it. Which now, is what he does. What I'd say about Gilmore is... He, he can do that. He can do that. I just don't think he can do it as consistently as what McGregor does. No. It. And what I'd always say about Gilmore, the first half, he was always looking for the ball. Like, regardless of how well he was playing, yeah. he was always looking for the ball and I'll always sort of... Uh, stick out for him on that, but I think I think with Gilmore, he's a young boy, right? And he's playing really well with Brighton at the moment under a really good manager. But he's young and he's got many years ahead of him. And McGregor's already got those years in the mm -hmm. tank and that experience. And for me, if I was to pick up on one issue for me, and when it comes to Scotland, was that McGregor is I, I call him like the anchor, the quarterback. He keeps things ticking really well. Gilmore can do that as well, but I think McGregor's better at it. And I think what McGregor needs alongside him is that Rodri. We, I, we, we, I, I we, 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 don't, we don't have a CDM. 
No, but he is Spanish, so we, we, we can't call him up here. <laughs> no, no been through but, this before. but we, we played um, the two sitters last night in front of the 3-1. So it was a 4-2-3-1 last night, and both like to get on the ball and get forward. We don't have that that person that sits in, like a Rodri or yeah. a Fabinho or a Calvin Phillips or a, he, a, a Henderson or... England have got abundance of those players, and I th- and I don't know if we've actually got one in our ranks. Do we actually have a proper CDM? I don't think we do. Ryan, but Ryan Jack, maybe Ryan Jack, possibly. Yeah, possibly. But having said that, though, I think you probably only need that when we go to a back four. I think when we've got a, a back five, you've got three centre. Um, there's three centre backs. We probably don't need the CDM as much. But I think it kind of showed last night and also the game in Georgia that we needed that. When we're playing a back four, we looked like we were got at a bit too easily. Last night was like a pre-season friendly. That it was, was a weird game. It was a really weird the game. fans as well. And I think... I think the early goal dampened the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. For you, Norway. You know what? I'm not, I hate TIFOs, right? I really hate TIFOs. Do you and not the, like them? And the reason I hate them is it kills the atmosphere. Because people are too busy, like holding oh, stuff up, and, they and they're not—they can't clap, cheer. they can't make noise, they, they don't cheer, they don't sing. Yeah. I, I think tifos actually work. Like, they obviously, look cool. Like, I'm not saying that, but I, I think they kill atmospheres. Would you ban? See if the Scottish football bin was still in, in operation. I put tifos in the bin. Probably. Would you put the tifos in the bin? That's yeah. interesting because, as you say, like, visual, I'm not, I'm, visually, I, it's amazing. Yeah, totally. But I, I think in terms of. Atmosphere, they kill atmospheres because people are they're occupied with their hands. So, who's the TIFO for then? Is it for the television watching world? Yeah, I, I mean, is I get, it for a good picture? I, so, I if, think, it's, if, if it's killing an atmosphere, which is, which is what football's all about, then maybe they should be banned. Yeah, I mean, and just absolutely shocking. Um, I'm waiting on Jim White going off his rocker about the, all the pyrotechnics that were at the game <laughs> last night. Obviously, you know, uh, somebody could have had an eye out there. And so. what are you doing, holding up bits of card? You should be there supporting your team. <laughs> nah, I, I think, I think um, that's just a total personal preference. No, I get what you're saying. I, I never thought of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, and I did like the fireworks. I thought they were good. Um, but yeah, weird game last night. Norway, by the way, the. Uh, Oscar Bob. Oh, what a player he's going to be. He's going to be very good. Again, as Nathan Patterson would have been having nightmares after the Georgia Mm. game, I tell you what, Greg Taylor uh, will be having nightmares after that last night as well because um, he had a very, very tough night. He was up against a very good player. Um, So let's let's go through the sort of main talking points in terms of the couple of games and looking forward as well. So Angus Gunn is out. He's hopefully back in the new year, so he should be fine for the summer. That's yeah, not a Craig Gordon is back in full-time training. Okay. Which is great news. He's diving about. He is taking part in little training games at Hearts right now, which is fantastic. He would be my number two. I don't think he gets back in at number one. I think Gunn's been brilliant for us. Yeah. So he's our number one going forward. Nothing against Xander Clark. I just think in the, the couple of games, he's not at that level. And there's a few players you could maybe say that off, Greg Taylor being one of them. Yeah. Um, but I think when Gunn gets back, brilliant. I think what it did show last night, especially in that left-sided area, um, when Robertson's not there and Tierney's not there, I don't think Greg Taylor is the automatic number one replacement for them. But then who is? Again, I don't think... I know Josh Doig was in the squad as well, or is in the squad. He was on the on the bench last night. I think... You know, but, but, he's played my team who's second bottom of Serie A. See, for me, I've, I've, I've said on this podcast, and I've got a, a brother-in-law who's a Celtic season ticket holder, and we both agree on this. See, Greg Taylor, great player in the Scottish Premiership. 
he doesn't put a foot wrong. He gives his all, and he gives his all for Scotland as well. But when he gets to that level, he can be sometimes, especially when he's been in the Champions League and Europa League and that, he can be found wanting, he can make the odd mistake. But what you can't criticise him for is that he's there to be shot at. He he gives it his all. He's always there looking for the pass. He's always trying to get forward and put the crosses in, etc. But I think defensively is an issue for him. I think he's great going forward. I think he's not bad in possession, but defensively I don't think he's great. And I think the first goal last night for Norway is there's a huge ball over the top and he doesn't deal with it at all. Let's well, bounce all, around. All of their goals came down, down that side, yeah. Side, but especially yeah. that first one, he doesn't deal with the ball over the top and he kind of gets a wee bit flustered, doesn't know what quite to do and he kicks out for a throw and it comes from that throw and comes in the cross and then there's a good finish. I, I think I think Taylor, I, I, I broadly agree with you there, I think... Um, I think Taylor's a really decent player. I think he's solid. Um, and uh, in normal circumstances, let's be honest, he wouldn't be starting. Because no, no, you, would, you would have Robertson and Tierney. But, but, but if, Robertson, and, and, and if Robertson's injured, who is your who is your left wing back, left back? Well, it would be Tierney. But you'd play someone else at centre back. Sit, you'd, sit you'd back. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, you just move Tierney. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the thing. If you like, Andy Robertson would get a game for pretty much every international side. You know, like there's not mm-hmm. many international teams that wouldn't have Andy Robertson as their starting left back. Well, you could put Hickey at left back. You could put, but again, he was out last night. He was well. out last night as well. Um, so, you know, you, Hickey, Robertson, Tierney, Tierney are all three very, very, very good players yeah. who would get a game for most international and Greg sides. Taylor would be fourth on that list. 100%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it's <laughs> the fact that we're having an argument about who our third choice left back is. Ah, exactly. It shows, exactly. It shows the, yeah, you strength. Know, the, the strength that we've got. Um, so, Gunn, um, in terms of the goalkeeping situation, 100%. you said that Craig Gordon uh, will come in and be his number two. In. I suspect that will be the case. Uh, especially, Sh- especially with Sh- um, Gordon rumoured to being this is his last season. Right. So, his, his big hurrah might be the Euros. Shankland comes on, scores against Georgia. I came on late on last night. I think Clark obviously wanted a good look at Jacob Brown. Uh, now, I've had a good look at Jacob Brown. That's enough for me. Um, so, <laughs> I, th- I think we've... You know, I, I, again, I thought he, he, he obviously worked hard and stuff like that as well, but it just wasn't happening. Mr. Sitter as well. Aye. Um, and, I'm, I'm, know, going, I'm going to... Um, right, I'm going to say something about Jacob Brown. And it was something that Steve Clark had said in the interview with Connie, which you wouldn't have seen. And he was asked about Shanklin. Shanklin scored the equaliser on Saturday. A lot of fans and people were saying he should have started tonight. And then he kind of said, well, Dykes runs himself into the ground and blah, 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 blah. And kind of like put forward a case for all the players and how they've done great. It's a squad game and all that kind of thing. But I thought the key point that he made was that players like Dykes and others run themselves into the ground. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a Shanklin fan, he ain't that player. No, if, if, if you're playing a striker up front on his own, he ain't the player that's going to press. Now, what Jacob Brown did last night was that he ran his socks off and mm-hmm. he put pressure on the goalkeeper, he put pressure on their centre-backs. Now, when the ball was coming at his feet, was it sticking? No. Um, but what he did do is give a 100%, like what Kenny Miller would do. When I was, was just the way you say, this reminds me of the situation 
when Chris Boyd was banging in goals Correct. left, right and centre. Correct. He could nearly get a game for Scotland because the way that we played... The work rate. Particularly at that point, Kenny Miller covered Correct. so much more ground yeah. and uh, put defenders under pressure. So it's a wee bit like that, I think. I think Shanklin's only ever going to come off the bench. I Scotland. agree with you. And I think the only time you start Shanklin, a bit like Chris Boyd, is when you play the lower-ranked teams... You don't play him against Germany, unfortunately. You don't play him against Italy or any of the, the, the pot one teams. That, Do you think that that's a bit Euros. unfair, though? Because I, th I think that's almost a wee bit... Well, it's because... It's a, a wee bit of a stereotype because not, he's a bit of a poacher, but Shanklin can score all sorts of goals. He like. does. And look at the goal he scored against Celtic in that 4-1 yeah. drubbing. I mean, outside the box, great turn, first-time shot, knows where the goal is. Most of his shots are always on target. He's there or there's about. He's always in the area to, to, to create a chance for himself. But I think when you play for Scotland, and particularly the way that we play, work rate, and you need to press from the front, and I don't think he's really got that in his game. And I say that as a hearts man, a guy that I love and adore. Having and I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to tell you something else right now, and this might come back to bite me in the ass, but I think Shanklin is going to be a Rangers player. I've been hearing things through the grapevine, and you know that my um, bits, people that I know, you know, I've been. I know that I've, I've you been. Know. I've been right more than wrong. Some the odd time I get it wrong, but yep. most of the time I've got it right when it comes to these things. Rangers are keen to get Shankland, and Shankland I know is a Rangers fan, and all these these rumours and and chats about him possibly going to Celtic ain't going to happen. He's how a, how he's, much he's a Rangers man? How much do Hearts want for Shankland though? Because, like, Hearts can well, pretty much name their price. Right, no, well, there was a rumour going around in the summer and I haven't had this confirmed yet. And I actually messaged someone about this and they didn't reply to it. And even I could see the two blue ticks. They've read it and they've not replied to it. But the rumour in the summer was there was a three million release clause in his contract. Well, I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. If that's true, I don't, again, can I just put on record, I don't know if that's true. That was a rumour flying around in the summer, so it's neither confirmed nor been denied. So Green Cameron says there's a £3 million no, release clause in his yeah. contract. No, I said there was rumoured. But what I will say is this, and I know it, and I'm not going to tell you how I know it, but Shanklin is a Rangers man, and Rangers are keen to sign him. Okay, right. Unfortunately for Hearts. So you and Cameron And it's, it's going to be really hard for Hearts to keep a hold of a player who maybe wants to leave. Um, to bring it back to Scotland just very quickly, Shanklin... You think that that books his spot on the plane? He's on the plane. But barring any sort of injuries and stuff like that. Do you that. know what? I think the goal that he scored against Georgia booked his flight to Germany. And I think what Stevie Clark had in his mind, right, so I know what Shanklin can do. I watched it on Thursday night when we when he got that goal. I can see the goals that he's scoring for Hearts. I can see that he's a goal threat. So my other option is Jacob Brown. Let me have a look at Jacob Brown tonight. I, I think that's what he was doing. And then he's went, no. Nah. And he's now known that Shanklin's his man. So I think it's going to be Dykes, Shanklin, Adams. Adams. And you've got Christie, who is a forward-thinking player as well. And I actually think that Christie should be getting a game for us. Yeah, I mean... Christie for Bournemouth. Yeah. He's, play, he's playing well for Bournemouth. He, he, I didn't think he uh, played great against Georgia. I think he got hooked at half-time along with Gilmore. So. But he's a good player. Though. Yeah, of course. Uh, Christie's 100% in there for me. Uh, uh, also, Lewis Ferguson uh, came on in both matches. Came on at half-time. Uh, and Georgia came on after about, what, 65, 70 minutes? 70 minutes as well. Um, it's going to be tough for Ferguson. Like He's obviously in the squad and that's, that's fine. But that's such a strong area of the team that's a good place to be for Steve Clark he gives them options can I can I also just say I want to say one thing on Steve Clark 
And my fear is, and I could see it from the Tartan Army last night, because they're a bit disappointed not to see Shanklin, a bit disappointed not to see Ferguson get a start in what was, quote-unquote, a meaningless game. And I was, myself personally, was more interested in seeing Ferguson than Shanklin, because I can kind of understand why you wouldn't start Shanklin. Um, but what I would say about Stevie Clark is that my fear, and it's actually it's, it, it, was some, it was an idea that was put in my head by a, a Scotland fan last night, that he doesn't become too loyal to certain players. I, so, obviously, he started McLean last night. I thought McLean was probably about our best player in the second half against Georgia. I, good. I thought he played very, very well. I actually thought he had a pretty decent game last night as well. Um, I think McLean, probably after the Euros next year, he's one of the ones that will probably he's start away. getting phased out. I also thought Armstrong played really well in the second half last night. He was quiet in the first half. Second yeah, half, better. took his goal really well. It was a really well-worked move, actually. Uh, again, Armstrong is probably one of those players. Ryan Jack, another one of those yeah. players who's been good for Stevie Clark over the yeah. last few years. He did um, host um, Jack last night. And I think that, again, those three are probably the ones you're looking at and thinking, right, they're probably going to start getting phased out. And those chances that he's still giving to McLean, he's giving to Armstrong, I'll then begin to go to the likes of Lewis Ferguson. I just wonder, we've got three games to play before we play that competitive is it nation, match. Is it Nations League games we've got? Is it not a friendly in a couple of Nations League games? But we've got right. three games to play. There's no competitive games. We don't have another competitive game, so there won't be Nations League. I think right. they're just three friendlies. I think the Nations League kicks in after the Euros in September, November time okay. of next year. So there's three friendly matches between now and our first competitive game at the Euros. I would like to see Ferguson given at least one of those games and a proper run out or maybe even over a couple of games as well because I think going into the, the Euros, we're going to have to be in tip-top yeah. um, condition and, also, and, and the players know their roles if they're called upon. And I don't, I don't think... Does Stevie Clark have an issue of being a bit too loyal to the players that have been there, done it and got the T-shirt for him? I saw a Tartan Army fan saying last night, I hope he doesn't turn into a Gareth Southgate and just picking the same old, same uh, old, same old. I mean, no, no, I, I, no, but I'm not, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just... Re- I know, re- but people are just dramatic. I mean, like... I know, but... See, on one hand, one wait, hand, wait, 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 people you, bang on about... Stephen. Loyalty for players and stuff like that as well. And now that Stevie Clark's showing a wee bit of loyalty back to his players that have done really well for I, him. I get the point, but I also would like to point out as well that I also think you, can, you should be able to look at the flip side of that as well now Gareth Southgate is getting shit loads of abuse for keeping picking Henderson etc 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 I think that Scotland squad as it stands right now if you're to pick your best 11 Ferguson doesn't get in it right mm-hmm. right I will I agree with that he doesn't get in it but what I would like to see is Ferguson be given to be given a chance in one of these if not all the three friendlies that are coming up next year um, or at least start one of them because obviously you need to prepare the best to live in and have them tip top and raring to go for that first game in June but Ferguson's the one for me not Shankland out of all the players in that squad it's Ferguson is the one player that you would probably go could force his way into the best to live in yeah yeah but there's no one else yeah. He's the only one for yeah, me. I would, I would, uh, I would agree with that. I guess the only other one is the. I actually thought Hendry played pretty well last night. Um, I thought Porteous was a wee bit ropey. Do you think he's knocking on the door to start? I, th- I think that's the only other wee decision I think he has to make. Well, between Porteous and Hendry, Porteous and Hendry. So your three centre backs would be 
Uh, well, that's the thing. If it's a three at the back, it will be Porteous. Porteous will be in there alongside Hendry and, and Tierney, Tierney on the left hand side. I would imagine that's what no, it would I thought be. McKenna was good last night. Yeah, McKenna as well. Forgot about him. So yeah, I mean, I there's think, a wee thing there to go on. So I think there's, and that brings me to my final point: four at the back. You've been a massive advocate of four at the back, and uh, Stevie Clark changing to four at the black, uh, four at the back, I should say. And uh, how many wins have we got with uh, playing four at the back? Just to remind me, over the last week, both games four at the back. We didn't get beat. We didn't get beat. Oh, right, that's what we're aiming for. Not getting beat, of course. Yeah, uh-huh. that's fine. How many wins did we get? Uh, we got, uh, uh, no, two draws. Two draws. Right. Two draws. So no wins? No, no, we didn't get a win. No, no wins. With but the, again... With the four at the back but, that you're but, obsessed but, with. But again, those games... Four, three... Th- those games didn't have an edge to it. Those, those, those games had nothing riding on them, so... Uh, right. So you're... So in, I think if the games had a bit more of an edge and a competitive edge well, to I can, it... Well, I can tell you, the, the game in Georgia, that was competitive. There was an edge to that game. There absolutely was. They were diving about the entire game. Yeah, I'm, talking about, t- I'm just talking from a Scotland perspective, kind of... Third gear, fourth gear, didn't really get into top gear. Cool. So, um, so, yeah. But hey, listen, it's good that we can we change the foot at the back and not get and, beat. We, and listen, first time we picked up a result in Georgia. Yep. Mm-hmm. So huge positive. Huge, uh, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So there we are. Right, we've just picked a Scotland 11 for the for the Euros next yeah, year. I think we're sorted. I think yeah. we're sorted, yeah. Um, right, let's move on to league business at the weekend. There was a couple of things. Unbelievable scenes at East End Park on Saturday. It was Dunfermline 1, Inverness 1. <sighs> Dunfermline hit the woodwork seven times. Count it as eight because the goal... The goal also goes in off the, the post. post. So Dunfermline hit the woodwork seven times and missed eight yeah. if you include the goal. Um, <laughs> the team, and this I have to give credit to Andrew McLean for this uh, from Super Scoreboard. Uh, he sent me this last night. So Dunfermline hit the woodwork as many times as Liverpool have in the Premier League this season, who have hit the woodwork more times than anyone else this season in one match. That's a brilliant stat. Unbelievable. Um, Dunfermline, I think particularly the first half, it was an incredible, how are we not winning this? And then Danny Devine scores in the 44th minute. And the Inverness go in in front. And fair play to Duncan Ferguson, the Inverness manager. He Absolutely. himself was going, I don't know how we've walked out here with a point. Yeah. He himself was like, we got so lucky there. So Inverness um, that's, that's good for unbeaten. Dunfer- unbeaten. That's, that, that's good for you though. I mean, I mean, you create so many chances and on another day, you're going to actually hump somebody. Yeah. I, I mean, well, it's the, uh, we've obviously got... Uh, the Scottish Cup coming up. That's right. Um, which is going to be a big, big match. So against Wraith Rovers. Against Wraith Rovers. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully it turns out uh, that we scud them because that would be... I, I, w- I would take that, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, but, yeah, Duncan Ferguson uh, remains unbeaten uh, as Inverness manager, of course, uh, this Friday night is Dunfermline against Wraith Rovers at East End Park. It's the live game in the Scottish Cup Friday night football. So looking forward to that. Elsewhere, um, we also had some action in League One as well. Now, Marvin Bartley, under big pressure. I know he's a friend of the show, but he's under serious pressure at Queen of the South. They lost again. They're only four points off the bottom. Uh, That was with Edinburgh winning on Saturday as well. They got beat 3-1 by Kelty Hearts. And... um, it got a wee bit awkward because Willie Gibson 
took to a fans forum on Facebook, Willie Gibson, the former Queen of the South manager, and basically slaughtered Marvin Bartley. Is there not an unwritten rule where managers don't slate other managers? Um, yes, but um, Willie Gibson is... Um, Do you know Willie Gibson? I don't know him personally, but... but he, he played for your club? Yes, he did. Um, so Do you remember him playing for your club? He was very good. I thought he was a great player, Willie Gibson. Very, very so good. So he was around in your era? Yes, this is what he said. He said, I keep reading how terrible I was from the same people who wel- welcomed the Marvolution. <laughs> but now the same people want Marvin Bartley out. So let's just take a look at the numbers. This is Willie Gibson, former Queen of the South manager, posting on a Queen of the South Facebook page. When I got the sack, 13 points behind the league leaders, 6 points off third place, and 15 points off the bottom. Currently, 20 points off the league leaders, 12 points off third, and 4 points off the bottom. That's Willie Gibson. So, things also got interesting with Marvin Bartley when he gave his post-match interview as well. Now, I missed this. I literally heard this a wee bit earlier on. But if you haven't heard it, this is what Marvin Bartley had to say post-getting beat by Kelty Hearts. Find out that players are doing that. You know, players are, you know, on their computers for, for eight hours, you know, leading into matches. You know, I've had to go and pay and speak to someone to say, well, this is what's happening with my players and it's only this week they came back with, you know, are, are they gaming? And I was like, well, we play games in training, thinking he meant that. And he's like, no, do, do they play on the Xboxes and Playstations? And I was like, I'll find out. And I go and speak to boys and boys are spending six, seven hours sat in one position, you know, eyes fixed, glued to a TV and then trying to go and play a match the next day. And you're wondering why you can't concentrate. Come on, like, you know. It's the PlayStation's fault. Right. I'm going to say something about this, right? And that video went viral. Mm-hmm. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people, watched that video. And some were ripping the piss, but some actually agreed with him. And he's bang on the money. And I'll tell you it from my point of view. And I'm also going to name another footballer in just a second. I'll need John to check this one for me. Actually, John, see, before I tell my story, let me just say, can you... Go and Google David James, former Liverpool player. It's just the FIFA stuff. That he got addicted to playing Playing games and it was affecting his performance for Liverpool. Yep, there was an article that I I saw this weekend. It was in The Guardian, yes, he was talking about that. So there is is some basis to this. And what I would say, now there was David James who was a Liverpool number one. He was a number two for England. Actually said that him playing on the PlayStation and playing the FIFA game was affecting his concentration levels at Anfield because he was knackered, he was tired, and he got dropped because of it as well. So there is something in this. And what else I would say about that is that I had the same issues with my children, Liam and Ryan, that I actually banned the Xbox for six months because it was affecting their schoolwork, it was affecting the way they interacted with us as a family, they were fighting and arguing all the time, and when I took the Xbox off them and I banned it for six months, I saw a change in them overnight, literally a change overnight. Their schoolwork got better, the exam results got better, they interacted better, they didn't fight as much, and now with my Xbox and the PlayStation and computers, with my 14-year-old, that is limited, because we learn from the mistakes that were made with Liam and Ryan. And I think that Marvin Bartley is bang on the money there. You cannot be sitting in front of a TV screen playing Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto or FIFA for seven, eight hours at a time when you are playing in such a high level of... um, um, What's the word I'm looking for? High level of... Come on, give me the word. 
football. Well, I was thinking of something a bit more grand than that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when, you, when you're an athlete, a high-level athlete, football player, it's going to affect you. So he is bang on the money. And his players should be taking a long, hard look at themselves. They're not only letting him down and the fans down the club, then they're letting themselves down. If they want a future and if they want a career in football, that has to come first. That's a bit nice. like a bit like kids at school. What is more important in life right now? Get yourself a decent education. Give yourself a chance in life. And that's what I'm going to say to the Queen of the South players. Stop being fucking dough balls. Think about the bigger picture here. Look at the, the future as a football player. So when you play your PS5, how long do you play it for? But this isn't about me. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying because obviously you're in a, you're in a I'm, very, I'm a gamer. very, yeah. I'm a gamer. But also, you're also a broadcaster, broadcasting to hundreds of thousands yes. of people. Yeah. On the podcast, when I do the breakfast show on Greatest Hits. Mm -hmm. But I. And, and, and how long do you usually play your? So game if, for? if if I if I was to look at my gaming over the course of a week, and I was to average it out per day. I would probably say a couple hours a day. Right. And do you play it every day? No, that's what I'm saying. But sometimes so, so, I could sit for three, four hours playing golf. Mm -hmm. You play the game as well, mm -hmm, the PGA yeah. Tour, which is a really good game. Thoroughly enjoy it. Um, but that is maybe like on a Sunday when I'm properly chilled out and I've got nothing to think about, no work to go to, nothing to worry about. It's pissing down with rain. I'll sit down maybe for two, three hours and I'll play around so, the golf so it's okay for you to do that but it's not okay for Queen of the South players to do that no it's no. not no especially when you're sitting there for 70 hours a day nearly every day now that's what David James had you can't be doing that as a professional sportsman well, there's, there's, but there's loads of football players so, and, and, play and, and, and have you, done for years and do you know what annoyed me is the fact that people were ripping the piss out of Marvin when actually he's got a, an actual point and David James proves his point he is a number one goalkeeper, and he said it affected his life as a footballer because he was so addicted to the games. So I can see what he's getting at. And I can see that it's affecting you, being addicted to the games as well, honestly. No, because I speak a lot of sense. You, you, wouldn't, come, you wouldn't listen to the show and think, oh, he sounds like he's talking a load of pish because he's been up all night playing games or drinking. I don't drink. I never said you drunk. No, no, but I'm just saying, whereas other people will have a few drinks the night before and get hung over and then go into work. I don't do that. What I do is I'll play games and I enjoy the games, but I don't let it affect my life. I'm not letting it take over my life. When I used to play football manager, you might remember this, producer John as well. When I used to play football manager many, many years ago, champ manager 97, 98, I think it was, the heyday of the game, It was everybody was playing it. I was so addicted to it that I was working at the radio station in uh, the Middle East in Abu Dhabi, that I would be sat in between songs, right, thinking about what my formation was going to be for Liverpool or for Hearts or what team I was going to be playing in the Champions League or what team I, or who yeah, I was going yeah. to sell or who was going to drop. I was that addicted to it. It basically consumed my life for two years, the championship manager, champ man. Consumed my life for two years. The champ man addict. The champ man addict. So it can, it can get to you and it does consume how did you, your life. How did you wean yourself off it? I grew up. Right. I grew up. And, and, I, and now you only play golf games on the PS5 instead. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Excellent. Good times. Good times. 
Anyway, Marvin Bartley. We'll see what happens over the next week. I'm while. with you, Marvin. I think okay. you're bad. You've got a supporter money, in you and Cameron yeah, anyway, so mate. that's fine. Uh, elsewhere, Cove Rangers 3, still in Albion 1. Cove Rangers continuing their winning streak. They're up to third on the table, only five points behind Hamilton and eight behind Falkirk now as well. And remember, you can get us anytime at Big Football Scott. You can uh, comment on YouTube as well. We'll read out the best of your comments next week on the show. I don't have a chart rundown uh, for you this week, but I'll get back on to that next week uh, just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast on Facebook and Instagram as well you can give us a follow there you'll see all our videos going up uh, over the course of the rest of the week you can watch us live obviously on YouTube or not live but you can watch the, the full thing on YouTube if you want as well just look for the Super Scoreboard channel and remember Clyde One Super Scoreboard on every single night from 6pm taking your calls across Glasgow in the West 01419511025 Gordon Duncan and the team and of course on Saturdays you can listen to Clyde One Super Scoreboard in Glasgow in the West and everywhere else across Scotland you can listen to the Big Saturday Football Show with myself and Ewan Cameron alongside former Aberdeen and Hibs striker Steve Cowan I noticed somebody uh, made a comment about that he was like why do you always introduce him as former Hibs and Aberdeen striker Steve Cowan and I was like because if somebody new is listening they mm-hmm. might not know that Steve Cowan is a former Hibs and Aberdeen striker because he's very old very old but he's 60 he's not that old but in regards to people who consume podcasts. Yes, exactly. And consume... So whenever we mention former Aberdeen and Hibs striker Steve Cowan, we always have to say his full name, which is former Hibs and Aberdeen striker It's a bit Steve like Cowan. when we talk about Gordon DL, former Glen Afton manager Gordon DL, just so that you know who he is. Former Brecon City manager Mark Wilson. Correct. Stuff like that. Yeah. Former Dumbarton fullback Mark Wilson. Yeah. But just to give it context, and from this day forward we will only refer to former Aberdeen and Hibs striker Steve Cowan as former Aberdeen and Hibs striker Steve, Steve Cowan, Cowan. okay mm-hmm. Hibs you, you can swap the Hibs and Aberdeen yes yeah. Yeah. so anyway that's this Saturday from two o'clock uh, right let's move on to the birthday boy because we have him back on his birthday special special day it's President Joe Biden with his League Two roundup here we go you know you know we are top of the league and you know. Hey, it's your league to correspondent Joe Biden here. And what about the standing? That's the best birthday present as we are top of the league on goal difference after three to zero and against Stran Rar. Go Warriors. Pettery had fell to second despite a win at the Spartans while Dumbarton are also keeping up the pressure with a one nil victory at Elgin. And Javi McCall had a nightmare in his first game in charge of Clyde after they were gubbed before to zero from East Fife. Mm. All those pretty lovers for for beat Bonnier rose to 10 nil. It's all heating up in League Two. I'm off to get an ice cream to celebrate Stenhouse Muir being top of the league. There's only one Gary Nesmith biting out. See you later, Joe. See, See you later, Joe. Joe. Have a good birthday. Thanks. Elgin. Elgin. He's been on it, I think. Elgin. Exactly. So there we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Uh, we better give another birthday boy a phone as well. Yes. Uh, oh, 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 hold on a minute. Hold on what? a minute. What? We've missed the trust trophy. The trust trophy? The tr- what trust who, trophy? John, who cares? The trust trophy? What are you on about? The trust trophy. It's the trophy that everybody wants to win. That one that Falkirk beat Dundee United the other night. Yeah. No, nobody cares. And anyway, we need phone Jose. I phone Jose. Oh, we need phone Jose. Who cares about the trust trophy? Jesus. Jose, 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 Jose. 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 Did you phone him last week? Oh, I was, we spoke last week. I was good. Right. Excellent. You right. like, Excellent. You like, you like him and Gordon DL know each other. Oh, amazing. Tremendous times. 
Um, so let's give him a call. It was his birthday at the weekend. Yes, another birthday boy, Jose Katongo. He was yeah, 49 he was. Uh, over the weekend. So we'll see, find out what he got up to. Um, if he had a birthday party, if he had some cake. Are you a birthday cake. guy? Do you like your birth, birthday parties? <laughs> I'm and a stuff? birthday guy. Are you a birthday guy? But do you like? I, yes, I, I have a birthday. No, no, yes. no, no. But as in, I'm not a birthday guy. I don't care for birthdays. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I don't right. want cards or presents and shit like that. Are you into that? D- no, no, neither. No, no. I think no it's a kids thing. No, no particular. I and see, see if somebody ever put in a surprise birthday party for me, I'd be raging. I'd walk what, out. What if it was a big one like your or your next big one? That could be your, <laughs> oh, your next your big one. What is your next big one? Tell everyone. Would you... that be fifty-five? Is that, no. is that not a big one? Your next big one would be 60. Yeah, but that's miles away. Aye. 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 Well, I'll be here before you know it. I'll be here before you know it. Who was that I found out the other day there that was over 60 and it shocked me to my core? Jim Leishman is 70 years old. Is he? It was his birthday. Oh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, I found out he was over 60. I mean, he's looking... He's sensational. What age is Tom Cruise? It's amazing what you can do when you're worth about $400 million. What are you doing? Hey Siri. What are you doing? How old is Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is 61 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you are. I mean, the boys, are, have you seen him in the Dead Reckoning, the new oh, Mission Impossible movie? Because he's, he's had, 61. He's had a lot of work done. Did I you think. know? But so running about and the fighting and all the stunts that he does himself, he's on, he's on like bikes and Aye, jumping off heights and he's, planes he's, and. He's got nothing else to do in his life. Parachutes and everything. If, if I'm running oh, a boot like that, age of 61, yeah. I'll be delighted. Bet he doesn't need Viagra. Right. Are we phoning Jose, John? Is that enough padding yeah, for you to put that in? Wrong. What are you up to? I was waiting to hear Ewan's chat on Tom Cruise. All oh, right, OK. Hello? Jose! 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 Happy birthday, Jose! Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a million. <laughs> what did you get up to for your birthday? Did you have a party? No, nothing, Joseph. Quiet because I've been coaching all weekend. And <sighs> yeah, that's good. Can't are, complain. Are you saving the birthday party for next year when you are 50? Yeah, but I'm going to treat myself uh, uh, five days away to Tenerife. I'm yes. going Wednesday. I'm going Wednesday to Monday. Nice, so that's already planned for next year. No, no I'm going this year as well. Oh, this oh, year right. as well? You're going, you're going like in Wednesday. two days' time? Yeah, two days' time. Amazing. Oh, amazing, lovely. Oh, thanks for the yeah. invite, mate. Uh, I go just myself, I'm going and chilling. Right. Good. Can't complain. I we... need to put my tan on. You uh... know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I need to tan. <laughs> Jose, I'm going to ask you a personal question here because obviously you're going to be 50 next year and we've just been talking about Tom Cruise who is 61 and is looking fantastic for his age and I've got to say, Jose, you look great for someone who's nearly 50. So you're at the gym, you're working out, you look fantastic but see when it comes to the the, the, the blue pill, do you need that? No, 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 I am a machine. <laughs> Listen, I'm an animal. No, I swear. You, listen, I'm never drink, never smoke, never take you. I always eat well, uh-huh. drink the right thing. Yeah. Be in the bed all the last say, see, this guy's a lion, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what would your advice be to the older gentlemen out there who are scared that one day they may need a blue pill? What do they need to do to stop that from happening? Listen, just change your diet. I just feel... Say about you, the things you put in your body. You eat well. You drink the right things. You no problem at all. I swear. 
I just feel the kids this day, a lot of people drink Red Bull and all these things. These things are bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, so to I, avoid I, having to take a blue pill, eat mm-hmm. properly. Yeah, just eat properly. Try eat properly. Try eat properly. Try eat the natural food. The things can food can give you energy. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, totally. I, do. I, I eat sweet potato. I eat a lot of different things. And then when I'm coming to the bedroom, all the last focus black guy fucking now. <laughs> I think it's I think it's appropriate that it's episode 64 Red Raw yes <laughs> so Jose um, have a lovely time in Tenerife uh, so, so we we won't phone you next week because you'll be in your holiday yeah no problem no I come back I come back ne- Monday, next Monday right uh, 11 o'clock in the morning in the morning yeah. oh perfect we might give you a wee yeah. call when you're driving home from the airport you can tell us about your holiday in Tenerife have a lovely no time problem. Jose okay thank you so much thank you boys bye 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 he's a liar Jose. he's a liar Jose. 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 wow 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 that I, that's one of the things that I do concern myself about as you do get older is that you may need help along the way for certain things in life because you know your body changes things happen do you know what I mean as you get older I mean how old are you again 36 34 34 so when I was 34 aye aye it was good it was good aye I mean it's still good just now and then you play your PS5 for four hours playing golf and that soon but you're doing that now yeah I know that's what that's what that's what that's what happens when you're married, mate. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, right, okay. Let's go on to start sub sell. So it's our football version of snog, marry, avoid. You need to decide which one of the three players you would start, which one you'd have as a sub, mm-hmm. and which one you would sell. So Gordon DL was on last week, and it was. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Simon Donnelly. It was a super scoreboard special. So you have had your say. Start Wilson so I wouldn't have to listen to his pitch on the bench. <laughs> um, sub DL for betting tips during the game and sell Donnelly. We'll need the cash for DL's first supper goal bonus. Uh, Slums McKenzie said send them all to the reserves. RG Demon says start DL. Good for a goal. Sub Donnelly. Good player. Sell Wilson. Couldn't find squad players anywhere. Uh, Willie Innes says start Donnelly. Cracking player with tremendous worth ethic. Um, sub DL always good to have a decent strike on the bench to get you out of a hole and sell Wilson because the funds would come in handy for a staff pizza uh, Doogie says DL to start Donnelly keeping the bench warm and Wilson out the door uh, Soup for Brecky says start Dazzler We tiny Donnelly on the bench and I've never heard of the other guy and Polish <laughs> Ranger says start the Dazzler sub Wilson sell Donnelly the reason being Gordon and Mark are funny and Donnelly is a bore oh that's not very nice Polish harsh. Rangers I, do you know, I've had Simon a... Simon Donnelly's a lovely man. He is a lovely guy. I've done a few podcasts with him in the past. I would have to say, right, and I'm not blowing smoke up his arse, but I would probably, having thought about it, because we talked about it last week, I would probably start DL because he is a prolific goal scorer. Yeah, he's Wraith Rovers' all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah, and he was top goal scorer four seasons in a row. I'm not saying that Simon Donnelly was not a decent goal scorer. He was, but for me, I'm selling... Sorry, I'm I'm starting DL. Mm-hmm. I'm subbing Donnelly. Mm-hmm. And I'm selling um, former Brecon manager... Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson, because he's got the number 12 jersey, and that says it all. 
Right. He was number 12, squad okay. number for Celtic, and kind of says all. So um, I'm selling Wilson back to Brecon. Okay, right. And Dumbarton, because where else he played, so. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I don't know. I was thinking about this last night because I saw it come up on our Twitter feed. Ah, Big Football Scott, by the way. We've got another one for today. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of difficult because Gordon Diel obviously scored loads and loads of goals, but he it wasn't really in the top division. It was in the first division. Now, that's not to take away from that. It's still difficult. It's the most difficult thing to do, score goals. Uh, and he came against decent teams in that league. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, he did all right, right? Simon, Simon Donnelly was heralded as the sort of next big thing when he was coming through. He was the new Michael Owen. He was the new Michael... No, that was Mark Burchill. Oh, so it was, was, Mark yeah. Burchill, but um, Simon Donnelly was, you know, destined for big things, and it never really, really happened. You know, I think no. he only ended up with a few caps for Scotland, and I actually remember being at the game where uh, Celtic could have won the league at East End Park and we were in the home end, obviously, and it was the last game at East End before they knocked the terracing down. Right. So the crowd was about 22,000 or something. It was huge. Anyway, Celtic could have won the league that day to stop nine, uh, 10 in a row. Uh-huh. And Simon Donnelly scored after about like 12 minutes or something like that. And he would have been the guy who scored the goal that stopped ten in a row. 10 in a row. And then Dunfermline brought on a sub. He was a lone player from Coventry City. Do I know him? I would be astonished if you remember this guy's name. But with about two minutes to go, Celtic were like about to win the title. This guy was a, I think it was a long throw. It was a, it was, in fact, no, it was a, it was a free kick to the back post. And he headed it, and it was a big looping header. Jonathan Gould was in goals for Celtic. Looped over Jonathan Gould and went in, and it was 1 1. Final game at East End Park at the Terrace, and Celtic had to wait until the next week when they beat St Johnson yes. and ended up winning the title. But Simon Donnelly could have scored that win, the winning goal for Celtic to win the title, and he was denied by a man called Craig Falconbridge. Never heard of him in my life. If you mention Craig Falconbridge to Simon Donnelly, <laughs> you'll know. He'll say straight away, <laughs> you'll say, know. Who scored the equalising goal for Dunfermline that day? He goes, Craig Falconbridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like you can see the stare in his face. Um, and like I think Mark Wilson was a pretty decent player as well. You know, had, was at Celtic for what, five, six years? Gordon DL said about Mark Wilson last week, he made himself look busy. <laughs> he ran around quite a lot. And made himself look busy without doing, without doing anything. Now that's the words of Gordon DL. Yeah, I, I, I so, don't know. So, so who are you starting? I'd probably start at their peaks. Uh huh. You're going to go Donnelly, aren't you? Probably Donnelly. And who are you subbing? Gordon DL. And you're like me, and you're selling Mark Wilson. Yeah. Okay. Selling Mark Wilson. Uh, yeah. I like Mark Wilson. No, I know that Mark listens to this because he's got it on his, um, his Spotify <laughs> and he's got it hooked up. So when you'll get a notification to say this is up and running. Amazing. So I, I might message him after this and say, mate, do me a favour, don't listen to the podcast. Do yeah. <laughs> I, I like Mark. I, I do like I him. I love him in bits. I, 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 I went backstage when we were going to meet Marty Pell and he was pissed at his face. Mm. Not Marty, uh, Mark was. I don't even think he remembers it. So I took him backstage to Matt Goss. We went for a party with Matt Goss. You know um, the boy from uh, When Will I Be Famous uh-huh. from Bros. Yeah. So we went backstage with him, and um, Mark got into an arm wrestle with a bodyguard of Matt Goss. Cool. I just thought I'd tell you that. You and Cameron's showbiz <laughs> anecdotes. 
<laughs> involving Mark Wilson and the guy for guy for Bros. <laughs> guy for Bros. So the conclusion, uh, based on your responses, uh, is start DL sub Donnelly and sell Wilson. So yes. this week's contenders for start sub sell we have, and it's topical. Lauren Shankland, uh, Lyndon Dykes, uh, or Shea Adams. Uh, Start, sub, sell. Which one are you starting in your first 11? Which one are you got on the bench? And which one are you heaving out the door? Dykes, Shankland, Adams. Shea Adams, Lauren Shankland, Lyndon Dykes. It's up to you. Start, sub, sell at Big Football Scott. I'm starting Adams, subbing Lawrence and selling Dykes. That's it. That's your answer right there. Fairly straightforward. Straightforward. I think it's an easy... I think Adams, uh, he might not be a prolific striker, so despite his work rate is phenomenal. Do you think that Lauren Shankland... Did I not see a tweet from you saying that Lauren Shankland is Scotland's best striker? No, as in regards to the stats, the goals that are scored. Right. The goals that are scored, but I think for a Scotland setup, I'm talking from a Scotland perspective here. I'm just talking purely Scotland. If you're asking me if I was putting together a team for FIFA, which I also play alongside the golf on my PlayStation, yeah, I would got a um, problem there. And and I need a goal scorer, then I'd have Lauren Shankland in my team for FIFA. So, okay, because he's going to get me goals. Right. Well, it, it doesn't need to be in a Scotland context. It just has could to be, be anything. Could be anything. Right, I'm starting Shankland. <laughs> right. I'm subbing Adams and I'm selling Dykes. I don't like Dykes. I'm not a big fan. He's, he's scored one goal in 16. And his record for goals over the last two seasons is abysmal. Shocking. I understand why he's there, because he offers something different. And as Stevie Clark said last night in his interview before the game, um, he's very good at running himself into the ground, which is kind of what you need when you're a lone striker. You need that energy... I need that physicality, but I'm not the biggest fan of Dykes. Nine um, goals in 32 games for Scotland? Not, not bad. Great. Well, it's not bad. One in three? Um, can I just say, club form since beginning of 22-23, so just over a season and a bit, uh, Dykes has played 53 games and scored nine league goals. Adams, 49 games, 13 goals. Brown, 56 games, 11 goals. Kevin Nisbet, 34 games, 14 goals. That's not bad, by the way. Ways injury problems etc and Shanklin 66 games 38 goals that's quite good I know but I will, <laughs> but there's a caveat to that yeah 15 of them are penalties but even then it's still better than any other strikers okay well it's up to you at Big Football Scott Lyndon Dykes Lauren Shanklin yes Shea Adams what do you think get us anywhere at Big Football Scott yes Facebook as well and we have come to one of our favourite parts of the show it is Quiz time, come on down. Are we producer. not doing question time? Oh, yeah. Do, do you know what it is, Stephen? I've noticed this. I've double printed everything this week and you've been missing well, What a bits. fucking idiot. What'd you do that for then? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is why you missed the, the big trust, trust trophy news. Well, I don't care about that anyway. Where is it? Where is it? I don't have it on my script. You do. What, I don't. What is it that we're looking for what, here? What question for? time. Question right, and what time. was the question again? The question was who's your favourite Scotland player of all time? Oh, yeah, I've got it. Find it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I, you, you, obviously, it, I mean, it's easier, but we go, oh, Douglas, Douglas. See, I, I don't remember Douglas that well. I remember as a wee boy seeing him when we played Iceland at Hamden and McStay scored a couple of goals that night. I remember him scoring that goal against Spain, but everyone's seen that goal. 
but as a wee boy, it's, my memories aren't that great. So I'm looking more into the the 90s and people like Mo Johnston and McAvenny, people like that. For me, for my era, mm-hmm. um, who else was around at that time? Stuart McCall, people like that. Um, Colin Hendry, mm-hmm. people like that. I had a poster of Colin Hendry. Alex McLeish, players like that. So it's a tough one. I would probably go for me. Would be Faddy. I don't know for you. Yeah, I thought I think James McFadden. I just for our era, I would say Faddy as well because I I would love to have had those amazing memories of Douglish pulling on the dark blue jersey. I just don't have them. Yeah, I, they're just they're there. They're, the only reason I have a memory of Douglish and and the likes of Sunis and that is because I've watched back games and highlights and I've seen them. I don't remember it as a kid. Didn't really mm-hmm. mean that much to me as a kid. But Faddy, 100%, he excited me. And anytime he was on the ball, you expected something magical to happen. And I can't remember feeling like that way another Scotland player. Yeah. So I think it's probably Faddy for me. Uh, lots of people saying that James McFadden, including Super G, he said James McFadden for three reasons. He never played for the old firm, the goal in Paris, plus uh, going for a curry takeaway pre match and seeing 121. 120 to 1 I should say in the bookies window for 1-0 Scotland with Boyd as the goal scorer not a betting man but thought no way £10 on the same bet same odds different scorer so there you are wow. that's super G um, who else uh, George says in my year it has to be Faddy's goal against France uh, brought me two of the best nights I've experienced as a football fan his goal in 03 versus Holland and his goal versus France both will live with me forever uh, Logan says Akechi Anya Akechi Anya was incredibly popular he was unbelievable he's lightning doing that right Me- remember side remember when he, we played against Germany ah. and uh, he, sc- he scored uh, Anya over I think it was Dortmund uh, that was Logan who said that um, Gareth says Super Ali uh, John says from my era Italia 90 onwards it has to be John Collins uh, Coop number 11 says Sunis Alan says the lawman without a shadow of a doubt so here's a question for you did Collins ever really turn up for Scotland the way that he played for his club sides again he's probably just a wee bit before my time like I remember him scoring the penalty at France 98 No, but I'm, like I'm just that. talking with, of all the games he played for Scotland I don't ever really recall him being amazing and if you think about it he's not really talked about in the same yeah. terms as a Sunis or as a Gemmel or as a Dalglish and you think with someone with that amount of talent and the clubs that he played for that he would but he's not discussed in, in, in that in that way. Is, was it also the case as well? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't play in the same position that he played for his club teams. Was he not often punted out to the left-hand left, side? He, 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 well, he, a bit like the problems that England had. We had a yeah. lot of good midfields at that time, like Burnley and all that at that time. So maybe maybe that's the point. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he wasn't in a position he should have been in. Yeah. So there you are. But yeah, I, I always like Collins at club level, but I don't, either, I don't recall him really doing anything in a Scotland jersey. And somebody's going to message and say, oh, you're talking shit, he was here, there and everywhere. But my, my fond memory, Collins, is that penalty? Yeah. And also, in any time there was a national anthem and the camera would go down the, the team, he would always wink at the camera. <laughs> so that's the thing that stands out for me and John Collins. The John Collins stories from over the years are just amazing. I know. Like he, some, stuff. he has to write a book. Oh, yeah. Tremendous. Uh, so, John, do I, we... ha- I saw John Collins in a hotel in... What's that hotel... Uh, Travel Lodge 
Premier no, Inn. No, we're not. No, Holiday we're, Inn. We're not going to sit here and try and name all the hotels. Ibis. No, no, it's us. A fancy hotel, and that. The oh, one, is the it the one, uh, Hilton? No, I, I went and hosted um, an event at this hotel. The, is oh, it Glen Eagles? Glen Eagles. It might have been Glen Eagles. Anyway, so I was. <laughs> I was walking through this hotel. It was the I, I miss at Glen Eagles, yeah. Right. Aye. Yeah, that's it. And I was walking to my room, and as I was walking to my room, on the right side, there was, like, um, these, like, big glass windows and a wee garden, and to the left, there was this little, like, restaurant thing where you could get a coffee and a sandwich and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And John Collins was sat on his own, and he was eating some um, toast and marmalade. Right. Cool. That so, is up there with the subway story, by the way. Yeah. Jesus, John Collins was sitting, sitting eating toast and marmalade in uh-huh. Glen Eagles. Wow! I just left him to it. I didn't want to just put away. He just left him to it. I mean, you're such a such a good guy. You're such a good guy. That's, that's as good as my story about Mark Wilson arm wrestling a bodyguard for Matt Goss. Yeah, that was shite as well. Right, <laughs> uh, John. Do we have a big question for next week? And um, we did come up with one, didn't we, John? Yeah, we did, didn't we? We said, uh, "What is the worst, bit, uh, the strangest bit of sports merch that you've got?" I memorabilia. Oh, what is the strangest bit of Ooh. sports memorabilia? I've, got, that you I've have? got a scarf that Stefan Effenberg gave me. <laughs> that, that is good. That is good. That is what we're looking for. That's the level of something. So you got a scarf from Stefan Effenberg. Is it a football scarf or is it just a scarf? No, it's a football scarf. Right, okay. and it was during the Champions League final in Milan. I also met the bald referee, what's his name? Kalina. Kalina. Met Kalina this day, and Effenberg, I think, was captain for Bayern Munich, and I think they beat Valencia. Yes, they In did. Milan. Yes. Was it Valencia or Villarreal? It One was of... Valencia. Yeah, so I was there for that, and because I was in hospitality, I met Stefan Effenberg, and he gave me a scarf. Okay. Well, there you go. That, that is a great, great example of Thank something. But you. it doesn't need to be personally gifted by a footballer. No, it wasn't personally a, gifted. It wasn't like he went his way to meet me and give me a bloody scarf. I just happened to be in the area that he yeah. was in and he handed me the scarf. Right, okay. So that's the sort of thing that we're looking for. Are we restricting it to football, John? Or is anything. It anything. I think it's anything. I've, I've got, also got a pen from Frankie Dottori. Uh, a Frank, Frankie Dottori's pen. Frankie Dottori pen. Okay. Is it a Frankie Dottori? No, I got him to sign something, but he gave me the pen, he signed it. Right. <laughs> right. So, but it, it doesn't have, like, Frankie Dottori written on the pen? No, no, no. I wanted him. I was at the Dubai World Cup horse race. Yes. And I'd just finished an interview and I asked him to sign something. And with the pen that he had had already, because he'd been signing autographs for, like, punters, yeah. he just gave me the pen. And I've still got that pen in my loft. You put it in the loft for safekeeping in case anyone broke into the house and thought, is that <laughs> no, Frankie Dottori's pen? It's near the Stefan Effenberg scarf. Right, okay, fair enough. Um, at Big Football Scott, the strangest piece of sports merchandise no, be mine. that you have got or that you have bought. Um, I have, there's a baseball player called Mookie Betts. Never heard of him. Right, and he plays with the LA Dodgers, but he was, he was at the Boston Red Sox before that as well. He was. Why, why would you care? No, I don't care. So why would you have that? But I was on holiday in America, right? And it was at a point in time where there was no NFL, there was no um, ice hockey, it was no basketball, it was just baseball that was on. Mm -hmm. So every bar that we went into, the baseball was always on. And there was this guy, Mookie Betts, and it just so happened that he was... Like having a very good time of it every time we watch them. Right. So we're like, fucking hell, there's, there's Mookie Betts again. Uh-huh. And obviously he's got a funny name. Um, so my mate bought me a Mookie Betts t shirt for my birthday or my Christmas. Right. So I have a Red Sox Mookie Betts t shirt. And I know nothing of baseball. 
I have no interest in baseball, but that is the sort of merch that we're looking for. That's just as bad as my story about Mark Wilson arm wrestling the bodyguard of Matt Goss. I don't think it is. I, I don't think th- it is. I, I, no, because this is relevant to what we're talking about. Are we just doing sports people? Because I've got other bits of memorabilia. No, just sports people, stars. just sports people. Right, let's do the quiz, John. Let's do the quiz. Okay, I wasn't here last week. I won! But Gordon DL. He let you down. Let me down. 10 4 it is. As I knew he would. 10 4. Is it 10 4 or 10 5? It's 11 4. Hey, shut up, you're in no, 10. No, it's 11 2. Shut It's 11 3. 11. Shut up. I've got. I'm on. You don't. Don't even start. You need to go back and check your tapes. It's 10 4. <laughs> check the tapes. Check the tapes. <laughs> it's a, I'm pretty sure it's 11 3. It's in. not. I've got four. N- nah, I've you- had four wins, so shut your face. I've got four wins. I don't think you have got four wins. Right. We I can you, check for yo, next you've week. Only got, we can check for next week. Last week was only your second win, was it not? No, you only won previous. No, you only won one previous to that. Right. We'll check the tapes and we'll, we'll recap this next week. Let's just get on with today's quiz. You've got a 20 pence piece there. You go and flip it. Right. Okay. Flip the coin. See who goes first, who goes second. Right. I'll let you call it. Okay, I'll call it heads. Heads it is. There we go. Lovely. Are you want to go first or second, Steve? I'll go first. First, right, okay, wait, sorry, my computer's broken. So while he fixes that, just to recap, here's how it works. We each get five questions. Uh, Each question is worth one point, but you can go top bin and get a harder question worth two points. Yes, that is correct. By the way, see the lighting in these cameras from me on YouTube? I look like Casper the Ghost. Yeah, I don't know why you look like that. It's Mm. very odd. You look great, you look like you're tanned. Yeah, it was quite warm in Georgia. It's like 21, 22 degrees. Mm -hmm. It's quite nice. Anyway... Is that enough padding for you, John? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Who did you say was going first? Me. You're going first. Excellent. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Easy one to start you off, Stephen. That's what uh, I like. Who were the last side to beat Rangers in the league this season? Aberdeen. Goal! Bit of tension there for you. Yeah. Nothing to do with the fact that I couldn't find the button. Yeah. Great. Uh, Ewan. Yeah. Which club side does Scotland hopeful Ryan Hardy currently play with? Which club side does Scotland hopeful Ryan Hardy currently play with? Thank you, Ryan Hardy, and who he plays with. I think I know it. But again, it's not my question. Scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan Hardy, and a team that he plays with at the moment, and then that leads you to the answer. I got really excited the other day when I read that Ross Stewart's on his way back because he was out for a long time and he's now back playing at Sunderland, which is great news, and that hopefully he might be able to force himself. Yeah, see, while you're reading about that, what you should have been reading about was... Mr Hardy. It was Ryan Hardy. Go and ask me the question again. It's not. Who does Ryan Hardy play for? That's the question. What was the bit before that? Scotland hopeful Ryan Hardy. I genuinely have no got him. Right, we'll just say a team then. I'm going to say Sunderland. That's wrong, but I'm going to say Sunderland. I'm going to say Sunderland. And Marshall has saved! It's, um, yes! Is it Plymouth? It is Plymouth Argyle, yep. Yeah. Correct answer. <laughs> who's the last team we beat Rangers? Oh, you get who's plays for fucking Plymouth. Well, I would have, I would have got... Just move on. Do I, question two. I would have got just that do, question as just well. Just do question two. Okay. And what year did Andy Robertson join Liverpool, Stephen? Oh. I don't know how many years he's been there because I'm a Liverpool fan. 
How many years has it been there? <laughs> mm, that's. Remember, he went to Hull first. I, I do remember that. In case you're trying to work it out when he moved from Dundee United. That's very generous of you, Ewan. I'm a nice guy, mate. Did they play in the 2014 Scottish Cup final where they got beat by St Johnson? I think he did. So. Do so you think he went after that? I think he had a couple of years at Hull. So I'll go. 2016. And Marshall has saved! Yes! It was 2017, one year. Ewan! Oh. Yeah. Yes, go on. Who wears the number seven jersey for Celtic now? Very famous number. Who wears it for Celtic now? Who wears the number seven jersey for Celtic? Jesus. Come on, Jambo Bear. I thought that... Come on, JB. I thought... Kigo... Is he nine? Or did he swap? Was Giamakis not nine before he left? Then who got the nine jersey in the summer there? What are you talking about nine for? It's nothing S- to do seven. with No, 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 no. But so he swapped. Seven. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just in my own head because numbers well, changed well, in the summer. Stop thinking about did, nine and think about seven. Did Kigo... Kigo... Kyogo, did he go and take the seven jersey in the summer? Celtic fans are going to be screaming at their tellies and at their... Everyone else is screaming at their tellies and their radio just now, just to answer the question. You don't just give the seven jersey to any Tom, Dick or Harry, do you? You give the seven jersey to somebody who is good... Or is a massive signing for Please you? Please just answer the question, yeah. I'm going to go for... It's not Maeda. It's not Hitati. I think it might be, actually. Although, when he got subbed <sighs> off... Oh what oh number did they Jesus. hold above his head? I'm going, to, I'm going to go for... Kiego. Final answer. Kiego. Final answer. And Marshall has saved! What? Yes! Stephen... Is it Lewis Palmer? Yeah, it is Lewis Palmer, yeah. They gave number 70 Lewis Palmer. I mean, he's playing well, but that was a risk. I didn't know what the fuck they were getting. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there we go. Right, next question for you, Stephen. TNS are in the Trust Trophy semi-final. You see, we'd get it in there somewhere. But what does TNS stand for? It stands for Total Network Solutions. Oh, you prick! What? <laughs> Hold on. The team that are in the Total Network Solutions, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Final answer. That's, the, that's yeah. the answer. Final answer. And Marshall has saved! What? I thought it was. Yes. The New Saints. Well, I thought what kind of football team would be called How did Total we... Network Solutions? I, I thought as well. How did we both think Total that? Total Network Solutions United, that well-known team. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> God. Total Network well. Solutions. Right. No, 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 wait there, wait there, wait there. I, I actually think he, I think Stephen's got that the right. The New Saints. I think, is that Yeah, you go, go on Google it, Stephen. It's like changing the names to uh, a stadium, like to a sponsor's name. I'm pretty sure. Yes! So. Yes, I the, think you're right. So, in 1996, some Welsh team won the Welsh Cup and qualified for the first time, blah, 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 blah. Oh, so their original name is Southern Welsh that I can't even say. Um... They changed their name and incorporated with a local computer company and changed their name to 
Total Network Solutions. But how long did that stay for? Um, it can't have stayed, so that's not the name then, so you're not getting the point. It's not the no, name the, now. No, the New Saints the, is the what they're... The, the New Saints is what they are the... Yeah, yes. so in, 2000, in, two, in 2006, Total Network Solutions were taken over by BT, and that meant their naming rights came to an end, but they wanted to keep TNS, so that's why they're called the, the New Saints. Saints. Right. So, See, well, we're both right. Okay, exactly. fair enough. But, so, but you don't get a point, though. No. You don't get a point. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not disputing not. that. No, I'm not no. disputing no. that, but I'm just, I just... It's a good bit of trivia, Stephen. Yeah, thank you very much. Man, you when you go. got it, I was like, yeah, he's got it, because that was what I thought as well. There you go. Well, we didn't, so it's still only 1-0. It's a great game today, boy. <laughs> uh, which SPFL team you in did Jack Cross start his managerial career Aloha. with? Aloha. Oh, straight away. There we go. One apiece. One apiece that after makes, three questions. That makes up for you taking about eight minutes to answer the last question, I suppose. Yeah. So, question four now. Stephen. Yeah. Aberdeen striker Duke is an international for what country? Who does Duke play for in, on the international stage? I don't know. Is, is he... Is he... Is he an actual international player? Is yes, he, actually, was he, he did, is. Did, was he, he away from Aberdeen? Taps for, yes, he was out in international duty oh, right, okay. last week okay. or this week. I don't know this one, actually. It's a I'm, tough one. Good. I'd, I, I couldn't even guess. Um, I don't know whether it's Central America or it's Africa or it's Asia. Like, I've, I've, could be anywhere. Could be, it could be anywhere. I mean, the fact that he's getting called up for... A national squad suggests that it's not a very good national team. No offence, Duke, if you're listening. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it's no Holland. No. I think it's a really hard question, this. Is he Dutch? Duke the Dutchman. <laughs> I thought he was, was Belgian. It, is, no, is, is his name... Is I it, actually thought that Duke was Belgian. Is his name not like... But he's not getting called up for the Obviously Belgian his name squad. is not Duke. His name's like... Is it not like Hernandez or something like that? Is it not like a spanish name? I thought he was Belgian, to be honest, but then when he said he was on international duty this week, I thought there's no way he's playing for, for Belgium. for Honduras. And Marshall has saved! Yes! Cape Verde. Cape Verde? Yeah, it was in the, right. it was in the papers last week. I... I'm expecting an absolutely <laughs> solid question here for you and Oh, Cameron. no. This is for me. Remember, it's the up. luck of the coin. It's not the luck of the coin. It's the luck it? of the coin. It's the luck of the coin. Go on. Right. To go 2-1 up. Who were the only team hearts beating the Europa Conference League this season? And he doesn't know the answer. Who's in it? Who were the only team that hearts beating the Europa Conference League this season? Well, we were in the Europa Conference League. You're talking about the playoffs. You're talking about the... The qualifiers. Aye. Who did we beat? <laughs> Who did we beat? This is unbelievable. He gets a hearts question. Shut I get, up, please. It's you could have had this if you, you, you chose. Had this yeah, if you exactly. Who does Duke play for? International. Well, you would have had that one if you went the other way. Yeah. And he'd be going mental as well. Right, hold on a few seconds here. Blame the coin, Stephen, not the quiz master. Who did Harris beat to He's play? He's struggling the anyway. Look, he doesn't so even know. We got beat from Pauk. So who did we beat before that to get into that game against Pauk? Oh, oh, Rosenberg! It was Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Give final, me the point. Final answer. Final answer, Rosenberg. Oh, get in. Two one up. Two one up. Going in question number five. Right, Stephen. <laughs> yes. Would you have got that? 
Yes. Would you? Right, okay. Does the matter? I right. Your question, Stephen. You want, unless you want to go top bin? No. No. John McGinn is now sixth scorer in Scotland's history, but who is he alongside as sixth scorer? Are you are you kidding me on? It was, are you being oh, serious, are you, John? Are you, are you honestly? It was all over. It's the everywhere. Street. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Everywhere in the papers everywhere. today. You can't it, miss it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who? It's everywhere. It was even posted by the Scotland national team Twitter page uh-huh. last night. Well, I didn't see it. Well, that's right, well, that's yeah. So oh. he's a six scorer now, but if he doesn't get his right, I've already won. Is it? I, I, what was the question again? He's six in the leading all-time scorers list, but who is he alongside as joint scorer? It's not Kenny no. Dalglish or no. Dennis Law. Definitely not. It's not Kenny Miller. It's not Kenny Miller. No. <laughs> You try fuck with me here. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. I just said it's not Kenny Miller. Who's he level with in sixth place? Can you think of the players that are ahead of him? No. Well, you've got two of them. I know about that. There's two that are ahead of him on that goal scoring list, all time goal scoring list. Jink Faddy's ahead of him. No. I think McFadden only got 10, 11 goals or something. <laughs> he gets this wrong half one the week again. Two in a row. Get in, baby. <laughs> this has been an absolute disgrace. Those questions. <laughs> so these it's questions. A luck draw. It's a luck of, shut your face. It's a luck of the draw. These questions have been solid. Right. You keep saying to me, hurry up. Well, you hurry up. Go on. Go on, mate. Give your answer. Get it wrong. Get it right up, yeah. Is it? Is he going to pull something out of the bag here? Is he going to pull out the bag? I honestly don't know. Live to fight another day. Is it Ali McCoyst? Ali McCoyst, final answer. Yeah. I cannot believe he's done you like that, Stephen. I can't believe you've done me like that. I John. cannot believe he's done you. you was it Kenny Miller? It was Kenny Miller. I. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe he's done you. Yes, I said it's not Kenny Miller. Are you fucking with me? Yes, I was, because it was Kenny Miller. Which means it's victory for me. I don't know what the overall score is because they don't 11, know. I don't four. know. We'll find out next week. All that matters. I've won two in a row. I beat the Bobby Dazzler last week. Stephen Mills back from his trip from Istanbul in Tbilisi in Armenia where he had dinner with a woman in a house that he didn't know. And I beat him again, which is just fantastic. I'm feeling good about myself. Where's my bag? Hey, where's the bag? Where's the bag? Going home a champion! Right, you can start the end thing now and Stephen does his bit while I go and celebrate and pack my bag. Tell them what to do, where we are and when we're back. Tell them, mate, tell them. Tell them, you fucking loser. Go on. I've got to pack my bag. Where's my water? Got my, my wee phone as well. Put it in my wee side pocket. 
This is what you've done, John. You've caused this. What do you mean I've caused this? You've caused this. Look at him. Unbearable. And it's all your fault. Such a long way to go in the season, I could actually win this quiz overall. Well, if John keeps giving you ludicrous questions Come on, questions don't like blame that. the questions. I gave you the fucking answer for Kenny Miller. Shut up. We're back next week. Bye. Love yous. Woo-hoo!